Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. And we're not taught things in between. However, even with ovulation, some of the things that I don't think I fully understood until becoming a practitioner, learning about women's hormones, like some of this didn't all come together for me either until after that. And Maybe you guys had some different sex ed or (laughs) hormone education from your parents, but hopefully we're going to be sharing some valuable insight to you, um, for this, this part during, during your cycle. Now, obviously when you go through menopause, you no longer have a cycle. But do you still ovulate? Well, the answer is no, because the egg isn't dropping, right? However, you still have a surge in hormones because your body, those hormonal changes do not change (laughs) just because you go through menstrual cycles or just because you go through ovulation. Uh, Oh my gosh. Because you go through (laughs) menopause, because you go through menopause, your body still has those hormonal fluctuations inside of them. The result of an egg dropping and or your menstrual cycle starting, that doesn't change. So when we hit between about day, I think it's 11. Let me just double check. Yeah. So day 12 to day 16, that is our ovulation window. And What happens during that time is all of our hormones really begin to peak at that point, allowing the egg to drop from the fallopian tubes in hopes of pregnancy, right? And so the other thing that starts about day five, five days before your ovulation, is your estrogen, or not estrogen, oh my goodness, you guys, your testosterone is going to change. So around day 10, 9 to 10 of your cycle, that is when you're feeling in the mood and you can't keep your hands off of your partner. And that's because of testosterone. So testosterone, and yes, you guys, we do need testosterone. I know that is one of the big things that we think, oh, that's just like a a man's hormone. Um, But we do need small amounts or small quantities 
of this testosterone because our body is smart and it is going to increase the testosterone to elevate your mood, your libido, about five days before you ovulate so that you'll be seeking out a partner and obviously in hopes to get pregnant. Um, whether you really want a baby or not, like your body is going to have some of those natural urges and we want that, um, which can live. Okay. So sperm can live in the body for about three to five days in hopes that when the egg is released, that you will become pregnant. So that's why, despite the fact that your eggs live for only about 24 hours, you are considered fertile for the four to or five to six days out of each month. So it doesn't seem, doesn't it seem a little silly to suppress our hormones endlessly when your fertility is only about six days out of a month? Um, this is one of the things that has always kind of blown my mind when it comes to uh, birth control, right? Birth control all month long, we want to suppress, suppress, suppress. And this is why coming off of birth control can be so difficult and challenging for people. And then if you don't really know any better, when you have, when you come off the birth control, you're going to have side effects. And then you're going to be like, oh, this isn't worth it. And then you just go back on on the birth control. So it's really important that we are looking at the hormones as a whole. So if one hormone is out of balance, this is the whole body, the whole system, the, all of the hormones are going to be out of balance. And this is again, why we really need to track our symptoms over time. And like throughout the month, I shouldn't say over time, but track it throughout the, the month to see when do I have energy? When am I not feeling good? When is this happening? When is that happening? And really pay attention to that because I don't think I wasn't ever taught to do those types of things. Now, in addition to that, there are, we have to also understand that when we are working to balance our hormones, it is going to take us at least at least three cycles, three months to get everything to regulate, everything to start working a little bit better and really notice those hormonal changes that are happening and that we want. So for this time, I want to um, also talk about some of the differences that in our, in our hormones and what can happen? Um, what are some of the symptoms? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. To, to say, Ooh, words are hard this morning. So your heavy, painful periods and mood swings are not all because of estrogen and progesterone. Okay. Um, but that's probably what your doctor has been telling you. So if you were all about estrogen dominance and low, uh, progesterone, then simply going on the birth control to take hormone replacement pills to get rid of your symptoms, this isn't going to work, right? It's not going to work long-term. It's not going to be beneficial. And ultimately it's going to leave you with unpleasant side effects and consequences such as bone loss, 
blood clots, strokes, leaky gut, dementia, and reproductive cancers. So like ovarian cancers and cysts and things like that. So the problem with the medical industry is that it's focusing on fixing fixing air quotes here, the high estrogen and low progesterone symptoms, and it doesn't at all address the why these things are getting out of balance. So low progesterone accounts for symptoms like mood swings, low libido, um, an inability to get or stay pregnant, hair loss, sore breasts, and spotting mid-cycle. So if you are spotting or if your cycle is all over the place, we have to look at low progesterone. So low progesterone can be caused by several different reasons. Number one, brain injuries to the pituitary or penile gland. So think whiplash or even pregnancy, pregnancy changes, those types of things. An increase in food that contain estrogenic properties like non-fermented soy pesticides or herbicides. Um, we see this happen a lot with women farmers <laughs> because you guys are probably around a little bit more uh, pesticides and herbicides and things like that. And, and obviously there are ways to help support your body if that's your living, right? Like I always tell people, there's more than one way. Um, and then the last thing that, not the last thing, but one of the other causes of low progesterone can be poor communication between the brain and the ovaries. And this can, again, be like because of the vagus nerve or, um, again, whiplash and things like that. So high estrogen symptoms account for irregular periods, heavy cycles, endometriosis, pa PCOS, painful periods, hormonal breakouts, and weight gain. So estrogen dominance, and there again, there's a couple different kinds of estrogen dominance, which I'll talk about here in just a second. But first, xenoestrogen. So these are toxins that mimic estrogen in the body, and they can be found in your everyday care products. So plastic, skincare products, things like that. So it's really important that when we are using products, especially on our skin, um, as women and in our hair and things like that, that we are using products that are not estrogen mimicking, okay, that they don't confuse the body. The second thing is an overload of toxins in the body. When we have too many toxins in the body, our body is going to try to protect you from those. Um, poor liver metabolism. So if you are not pooping, <laughs> if you are having like a clay colored stool or light colored brown stool, these can also be signs of a poor liver metabolism messing up all of your hormones and just creating some havoc there. The second thing, or not the second thing, I think that's like the fourth thing, <laughs> is going back to the first one, the low, progest low progesterone. So when progesterone is low, we can have issues, okay? Um, and then last that I wanted to bring up a diet heavy in soy and you guys, soy comes in so many places. Like even the chocolates that we crave around our menstrual cycle, a lot of them do have, um, soy in them. So it's really important that we also look at the, the chocolate that we're eating. Okay. So like I mentioned, there are two different types of estrogen dominance. One is there is true estrogen dominance, meaning the body has too much. The second kind is too much estrogen to, to progesterone. So meaning the ratio is off. So when we're testing hormones, we can't just look at this hormone, this hormone, 
we have to also look at estrogen and progesterone and the relationship that they have. And you guys will see on like when you do sex hormone panels, you will see this huge range of numbers and your doctor isn't usually asking, where were you at in your menstrual cycle? They're just looking, oh yeah, okay, you fall within this range and you're fine. Not necessarily, is this normal for the range or for the phase of my menstrual cycle that I'm in? And I, I don't know why, I don't know why <laughs> that we're not being taught to, to track our cycle a little bit better. Okay. So when we don't deal with a root cause, like we mentioned above, we end up chasing symptoms. We end up chasing supplements, hormone replacement, birth control, which can lead to a worsening of symptoms over time. Our female, female hormones play a huge role in the overall hormone and re- production and regulation. So if you aren't tracking your menstrual cycle, you guys, please start because this is really your fifth vital sign and it's going to reveal so much about you. There's so many things that you can do, we can do to help regulate and improve hormone production as it is. So the first thing that you're going to need to do and need to understand is the four phases of the menstrual cycle, which we are working our way through in the podcast. So even if you're not menstruating, menopause, your hormones are still going to rise and fall throughout the month. So tapping into your body and looking at your symptoms can give you a greater clue as to what is going on. Okay. Um, Let's see. I also, I'm trying to, yeah. So let's quickly talk about the, after the ovulation phase hits, wait, hold on. I wanted to. Okay. So I'm going to kind of back up and share a little bit more and we're going to go into the ovulation phase. And then I'm going to share with you in this kinds of yoga that you, or kinds of yoga, kinds of exercise, what you should be eating in terms of like your diet when you're doing this. So before your menstrual cycle, before your ovulation cycle, you hit the luteal phase. So after you finish the follicular phase, we transition into a five-ish day window of ovulation. So this is when FSH, follicular stimulating hormone, is rising, okay, the rise of that, followed by the rise in luteinizing hormone, or LH, stimulating, stimulates the the follicles to release the egg. Estrogen include, in, oh my goodness, words are hard, estrogen increase increases further. Okay. So estrogen is going to rise to help thicken the lining. Testosterone is going to begin to surge, driving the hormones and then dropping around the ovulation. This is a great week for us to communicate with people around us, work, partners, family, because our communication is really on point at this point at at this point, um, at this time. And this is a week to ask for the raise, ask for pitching a new idea to someone, selling something, negotiating with something, uh, for something that you want. And you should also notice a surge in energy this week. So what you can do and when it comes to this, like leverage that time when your body is saying, oh, this, like I have more energy, I'm feeling really good. 
what you can do is start to do like Bikram yoga. You can do boot camps or HIIT training, cycling, some kind of energy exercise. What am I trying to say? An exercise that has high energy where you can push out a lot versus when you're on your menstrual cycle, you're going to want lower impact, low energy, more kind of a flowy, just moving your body, light stretching, that kind of thing. Okay. So during this uh, ovulation cycle, you're probably craving raw fruits, veggies, fiber, um, So go ahead and feed into that, especially for the veggies that are high in glutathione and protein. This helps to detoxify the liver, and this is really critical for your body at this time. So this having foods, eating foods that are rich in glutathione is going to make it easier for your body to metabolize and eliminate estrogen. So things um, that... So what, let me go back and explain it just in case you're like, wait, what does that mean? So when we release or when we metabolize and eliminate that extra estrogen, that's when our body lets go of the weight. That's when we stop having all of those cycle or all of those symptoms that we talked about earlier related to estrogen dominance, meaning like poor liver function, poor progesterone, where we're having irregular cycles and menstrual heavy periods, endometriosis, PCOS, painful periods, breakouts, and weight gain, right? So we, we really want to support our body in eliminating that estrogen. So stick to lighter grains like quinoa or raw veggies. So after ovulation phase, you're going to hit that luteal phase, and then we will go into that on the next podcast. Um, let me just, I want to double check one more thing for you guys, um, to see if I'm missing anything else as far as like what you should be doing during this time. Okay. So we talked about, okay, nope. I think we got all of that that I wanted to talk about in that section. Um, the other part that I want to share with you guys is there is something called seed cycling. So this happened, this was kind of put together back in the 19, in 1987 by Dr. Edmund D. D. Wayne, I think. Um, and this was really used to help people regulate their menstrual cycles back in the 70s slash early 80s. So first and foremost, we have to be tracking our, our phases, right? We have to know what our hormones are doing, but one of, and and here's the other interesting thing. A lot of people will try to debunk seed cycling, but we know that seeds help our body produce seeds, <laughs> right? Like if you are wanting to support brain function, walnuts are great for that. If you want to support different parts of the body, you are going to want to eat certain foods, right? And we know that seeds support seeds in our body. Well, guess what? Our, our hormones, um, women, we're releasing seeds or eggs every single month. So from day one to 14, we classify this as the follicular phase, even though it also includes um, 
the ovulation fades. So what you're going to want to do every single day, and you can do this a lot of different ways, is you want to have one tablespoon of flax seeds and one tablespoon of raw pumpkin seeds. For me, I just try to sprinkle them on a salad, make a smoothie, um, something like that so that I'm able to get those in. And the reason for this is these seeds are rich or high in omega-3 fatty acids, which is going to, which is going to help promote healthy cell membranes. Flax seeds contain ligonin, I hope I said that right, which will block excess estrogen in the first phase of the cycle, okay? Um, most of us are experiencing high estrogen levels, so that flax seed can help bring those down. Pumpkin seeds are really high in zinc, and they support progesterone production and release that is needed for the release of the second phase of our cycle. And then day 15 to 28, we, we switch up the seeds that we are doing. So this is where we're hitting that first round of, or like we're, we're starting to get into, I said this wrong a couple seconds ago. The luteal phase is where we start the ovulation. Okay. So the luteal phase is where we're shifting, not the follicular phase. The follicular phase is prepping the body for this. So day 15 to day 28, um, our body shifts from estrogen production, estrogen production to progesterone production and the egg erupts, releasing the progesterone to thicken the uterine lining. So for this phase, you're going to want to do one tablespoon of ground flax seeds and one tablespoon of sunflower seeds. So these are really rich in omega-6 fatty acids. Sesame seeds contain the ligonins, which help to block excess estrogen. Um, while the sunflower seeds provide the body with selenium, which is a trace mineral that assists in liver detoxification and the process of hormones overall. So here's a cool thing. It takes four um, selenium molecules to turn into glutathione. So this is when we do seed cycling, it helps with that part. Okay. It helps with, um, getting the glutathione so that we can get the extra estrogen and things out. So just a couple other tidbits before we wrap this up. It's best to purchase whole seeds, meaning raw, organic, and unhusked unhealth, whatever that word is, <laughs> and use a coffee grinder or like a high powered, high powered blender to mix them up. Um, only prep about two days at a time and keep those refrigerated. Um, you can keep them refrigerated for a little bit longer, but if you just keep them on your counter so that they're out and you can see them more easily, only do about two days at a time. Um, I, for me, like I said earlier, um, the easiest way for me to do them is oftentimes in smoothies, on salads. Um, I don't do a lot of soups only because I live in Arizona and that's hot and I don't always feel like soup. <laughs> um, but you can, if you do oatmeal, you can sprinkle it on your oatmeal, um, add it to your veggies or grains, or you can just eat them on your own. So 
while you may notice changes within that first month of seed cycling, it, like I said, it's really going to take about three to four months to see significant improvements in your cycle. So be patient, be consistent, keep going. You got this and I will see you guys on the next. Before you go, I am thrilled to share an extraordinary opportunity with all of you who are struggling with your thyroid. I want to introduce to you the game changer that will revolutionize your journey to better health and well-being through the Thyroid Fed Hub. I know that you're struggling with energy and fatigue and low libidos and hair loss and brain fog and weight gain. And I know firsthand the frustration and the challenges that come with this condition. But guess what? The Thyroid Fed is here to make your life so much easier, starting with your grocery bills. Cindy, one of our amazing members, she used to spend $200 a week on groceries for her family. But with the Thyroid Fed Hub and meal planning database, she is now slashed out to $150 a week. So imagine... That the money that you're spending that you'll save while enjoying these delicious and nutritious foods that also support your hormones and your thyroid. So no more stressing about what to make for dinner or how to nourish your body properly for your thyroid. The Thyroid Fed Hub provides you with methods and strategies to support your thyroid hormone function ensuring that you're on the right track for better hormone balancing and sustainable weight loss. So say goodbye to overwhelming meal choices and hello to food freedom and confidence. But that's not all. As a member of the Thyroid Fed Hub, you will get exclusive access to quarterly bonus trainings. These trainings will dive in-depth on specific topics to that are designed to empower our clients from understanding your metabolic mastering to mastering meal planning to meal prep we've got you covered we are committed to giving you the knowledge and the tools that it needs that you need in order to take control of your health journey and guess what we also provide you with monthly Q&A sessions where you can bring your burning questions and get personalized guidance our team of expert coaches will be right there with you offering valuable insight and advice to help you make informed food decision and further balance the thyroid hormones. So ladies, this is your chance to break free from the weight of your thyroid struggles. Join the Thyroid Fed and the Hub, Thyroid Fed Hub and experience an incredible transformation that awaits you. Imagine feeling more energized, shedding those stubborn pounds and becoming the best version of yourself. You, are you ready to embark on this journey with us? Head over to the show notes and check out the Thyroid Fed Hub and secure your spot. You don't want to miss this opportunity to save money, reduce stress, and reclaim your vitality. Together, let's thrive with balance, with a balanced thyroid, and renew the sense of confidence and freedom you have in food choices. And don't forget, it is only $20 a month. It is less than $30 a day for someone to plan your meals and give you a personalized grocery list. All right. I can't wait to welcome you to our vibrant community at the Thyroid Fed. 
So get ready to transform your life and truly feel amazing because you deserve it, my friend. See you on the inside. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews.